Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. This is the Bears Wire Podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Bears Wire editor, Alyssa Barbieri. All right, welcome into the program. It's always kind of a weird day, cut down day, Alyssa. I always get fired up for this. It's like, you know, it's an easy topic to talk about who made the initial roster. You can start breaking things down and start looking ahead to that first game. But as the coaches continually tell you in these pressers, like it's also a kind of a weird day because so many guys get cut and then guys get brought back and then guys end up. At, it, it's just cra- absolute craziness. There's been plenty of Bears that didn't make the initial 53, but now they're they're actually on the roster again, like Artie Burns is one of those guys, and there'll be more. Um, it's just a wild and crazy time, right? C- being a Bears reporter and covering uh, the cutdown day. Yeah, we were just talking about it off there before we started our podcast. It's 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 been a lot that's been happening and it's going to continue to unfold. Like this initial fifty three man roster, they call it that for a reason because it is going to change and it already has changed uh, since last night when they announced their first roster. So, I mean, there, there's a lot that's been going on. You know, there's some holes at cornerback. You know, questions that you know for at one inside linebacker and on the offensive line. So, I mean, it's just been a lot, uh, and there's still plenty to go. Yeah, I think corner is one we talked about a lot last week, and uh, they started, you know, originally in my notes, I had the Bears have four corners. This is not good. Uh, now they have five corners, or so at least we have five now. That's a good thing, but still, you know, not the most comfortable situation. I thought uh, Desmond Trufant getting waived was a little bit one of the more surprising names. I thought, he, you know, he's a veteran guy. We knew he'd been away from the team a little bit, Alyssa, because of the, you know, something going on in his family, but... Uh, seeing Desmond Trufant get waived, I got to admit, that was a little surprising to me. Yeah, definitely. You know, he he hadn't been at practice for a few weeks uh, after his, you know, he was with his family. His father passed away a couple weeks ago. So, I mean, it feels like, you know, the Trufant release that once he has everything in order, perhaps he could come back, you know, if they're still looking. Uh, because, but that was definitely one of the bigger surprises. I mean, when you look at when they were just kind of like, you know, cutting cornerback after cornerback and it's like oh this guy's probably through and all of a sudden they have four left and like one of the biggest surprises was uh six round rookie uh thomas graham jr was one of those cuts mm. uh he's expected to sign on the on the practice squad but you know it was just like <laughs> it was a lot of moves and you know the quarterback situation wasn't something that bears fans had a lot of confidence in already when they had a good number of them on the roster. And, you know, so it's definitely a situation worth monitoring. I think the bears are not done. They might go out and try to find a veteran here. They already brought back Artie Burns, like you said. Uh, So there's a lot to monitor. This cornerback situation is far from through, uh, especially because at this point, it does seem Kendall Bildor is going to be the starter opposite Jalen Johnson. And, it appears that Duke Shelley is going to be the starting nickel. So, I mean, we'll see how it pans out, but it's not really, you know, reassuring considering that neither guy, I think, really won the job. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be pretty brutal, perhaps, a cornerback this year. Yeah, I think we should prepare ourselves mentally for that. Uh, and one thing that's fun about doing a podcast is, you know, we've been recording uh, since before the show started, I've been recording, so I could go back and, and have people listen to me frantically going through my notes and having Alyssa tell me all the things that have changed since I set my notes up for this show. Uh, and, and so I'm trying to comb through my notes right now, Alyssa, and not screw things up. But I, I think the wide receiver depth chart, we were talking right before we came on, Brashad Perriman, 
formerly with the Lions. I think we might remember him best for when he was uh, hooking up with Jameis Winston over in over with the Bucks. Uh, the Bears have have picked him up. What do you think that means for the team and the depth at that position? Obviously, still got Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, and Marquise Goodwin as the the big three, but we got some depth now. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and you're looking at you know the Bears started with five wide receivers on their roster. Figured that would change. The, the, the biggest surprise was obviously sixth-round rookie Daz Newsom, you know, getting the axe, and, you know, he's, he's expected to sign on the practice squad. But, you know, when you look at the Perriman signing now, you can see that the Bears opted to go with the experienced veteran over the rookie because, you know, with Daz, he was always playing catch-up a little bit because he had broken his collarbone during OTA, so he missed a couple weeks of training camp, and he was always kind of, you know, behind a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being on the practice squad, giving him a year to develop will be good. And with Perriman, they have an experienced veteran, someone who is pretty fast. When you look at all of these receivers, like Matt Nagy has added a lot of speed to this offense. So obviously they just need a quarterback that's going to get them the football. And we'll see because there's a lot that can be be played here. Uh, You know, I was going through and doing um, some reaction posts. And, you know, surprisingly, Bears fans for the most part were pretty you know, happy with the signing because obviously he's not going to be your number one guy. He's going to be perhaps like a fourth receiver. Um, I think that's going to be big for this receiver room. Other big surprises for you, Alyssa, on the uh, on the initial 53, I think one thing that stuck out on Bears Wire was the team keeping seven inside linebackers, which is like, you know, you just scratch your head. Like, why, why did the Bears do it a little bit differently than everybody else? Like, initially, they had four corners and seven inside linebackers. And you're just like, huh? like what, what are we doing here? Uh, but I think as time goes on, as the days go on and we see other moves get made, the puzzle starts to come together. And now we're learning today, like right before we started recording, Danny Trevathan reportedly headed for the IR. So that's that's probably why they kept an extra inside linebacker or two. Right. So that that was an interesting piece of the puzzle. So what do you think about the inside linebacker group and, uh, you know, with Trevathan going out and uh, maybe any other surprises you got about this? Yeah, I think that this inside linebacker group was probably the deepest it's been in a few years. Um, obviously, that was including Trevathan there, but with Roquan Trevathan, Alec Ogletree, who they kind of accidentally happened upon, it was just like luck that he was visiting someone in Chicago and they were like, hey, we're going to sign you. Uh, thank goodness, because he's now your starting inside linebacker opposite Roquan Smith. No doubt. One. No doubt. And I think that Ogletree is someone because he he just from the start just impressed. He he I think in his first four practices had six interceptions. Something that the Bears defense is stressing this year is getting after the uh, is getting the football, getting those takeaways. So I mean I think Ogletree could potentially play himself into winning the job. So when you know if Trevathan comes back at some point, which he's expected to because he's going to be on the short term IR. But you know I wouldn't be surprised if Ogletree has that job locked down by the time he you know comes back. And you know when you go back to last offseason when the Bears had a decision to either sign DNA Trevathan or Nick Kwiatkowski, you had the, the aging veteran, but you know he was one of your biggest leaders on defense. Then you had a young guy who had just kind of had like a breakout season with you. I mean, you kind of go back and you're like the Bears. You can't help but but believe the Bears made the wrong decision here in letting Kwiatkowski walk and re-signing Trevathan. Uh, but thank goodness that they did <laughs> like luck into having Alec Ogletree here, but. You know, with Trevathan going on a short-term IR, I think that someone like Joel Iwebunewe is going to have an opportunity there. You know, I still don't know if they're going to carry six inside linebackers. I can still see see someone like Caleb Johnson, you know, getting cut and then being brought back on the practice squad. But, you know, inside linebacker, I mean, 
I still feel more confident than I did last year in terms of the depth of the position. And I'm actually really excited to see what Ogletree can bring. I love it. And you know, another thing that I just flagged and maybe we could get your, your, your quick take on this is Tariq Cohen on the pup list. I think we saw it kind of trending this way. So it's not that surprising that he's going to be out the first six weeks, but it's, it's disappointing, right? From a fan's perspective that Tariq Cohen who tore his ACL in week three of last season, you wouldn't expect him to, to miss the first two months of the regular season. You know what I mean? Like you'd expect him to kind of be ready to go. You kind of see that injury a lot now in the league and it usually doesn't take a whole year to recover or more than a year. Uh, but that's the case with Tariq Cohen. I, I'm not surprised, but it's just a little disappointing that we're gonna we're not going to see him until week seven. Yeah, and there's been a lot of like secrecy surrounding Tariq Cohen and like his recovery. Yes, I think definitely. last week Matt Nagy was asked about whether Cohen had had second surgery because I mean you kind of go back to Hard Knocks this year where Dak Prescott revealed that he had another surgery on his ankle. So like I don't know if it was inspired by that, but you know people were asking, hey, did he have another surgery that might have prolonged his recovery? And Nagy pretty much just kind of did what he. He always does and talked around it and gave an answer without actually giving an answer. Uh, so, you know, that's definitely, we don't really know what's going on with Cohen, uh, but I do feel confident in the depth at running back, which again, like inside linebacker was a concern last year. Now you still have David Montgomery as your starter. Damian Williams is going to be a big part of this offense. Rookie, the rookie Khalil Herbert is going to be big. They have, they're they're going to have Ryan Nall and Artavis Pierce on the practice squad. So if at any point they need to bring one of them up, that's also an option. Uh, but yeah, the tree cone situation just, you know, it's been almost a year now since that happened. And with ACL recovery, obviously it should not take that long. Uh, so, you know, there's definitely some concern with there, especially because they just signed uh, Cohen to an extension last year. Exactly, so yeah. that's definitely a concern. Yeah. And, and let's spend two minutes on this. I, I'm out here in New England. Uh, you know, I dropped my coffee cup yesterday when they released Cam Newton. I just could not believe that happened. Uh, no, no Patriots fan saw that coming. Trust me. We all thought Cam was going to start. No, none of us believe Mac Jones had a legit chance to win the job. Uh, but for him to win the job, they released Cam Newton. And now Mac Jones is literally the only quarterback on the roster because Jared Stidham is the only other player. And he's injured. He's on like IR or pup or something. So it's only Mac Jones in practice now. It's crazy. So the Patriots are going with Mac Jones, the guy they picked number 15 in the draft from week one. Where are you at, Bears? Like, where are you at? Like, you know, Matt Nagy is telling us that when we know, we're going to know, right? With Justin Fields, we're all going to know. And we all kind of know. Like, this is what you do with a quarterback that you pick in the first round that proves that he's he could do it. Mac Jones proved that he could do it this preseason. He's going to start week one. Justin Fields proved that he could do it, too. And he's going to sit behind Andy Dalton. It's like, oh, man. You know, I know I bring this up every single podcast, Alyssa, because I can't help myself. But it's just like... I feel for Bears fans because out here in New England, we get to watch the next guy. We're we're fired up for it. I'm waiting for Bears fans to get that opportunity too. I'm completely jealous <laughs> because aside from the 49ers and Trey Lance, where it feels like Trey Lance could probably benefit from sitting for a little bit, uh, everyone else gets to see their prized rookie quarterback who has proven that they are ready to play. Uh, it, it was frustrating. You kind of went on Twitter and I, I did a whole reaction piece on it because it, you saw Bears fans reacting and if in you know pretty much going with Matt Jones can start, Justin Fields certainly can. Sure. And more than that, you look at this is Bill Belichick. Someone's won eight Super Bowls and knows what he's doing. What the greatest head coach of all time. If he is confident to go with his rookie quarterback that is ready, why isn't Matt Nagy? Like Matt Nagy's over here playing checkers, and you know Belichick <laughs> playing chess over here. So it's just like really frustrating. I still feel like I don't. 
I don't know. I feel like Nagy feels like he owes Andy Dalton something that he promised in the starting job. And so he's like, okay, we can start in week one. And then I've kind of, I, I've given him my promise. He has an opportunity to start. And if he loses it, well, that's on him. Uh, it's just really frustrating because, you know, like you said, just like Matt Jones, well, he certainly earned that job. Watching him throughout preseason was like really exciting. And the rest of the, the rookie quarterback class, like I'm really excited to see what they all can do. They're all really talented. And Justin Fields, like he also proved that he's ready. Like, obviously it's not the most ideal situation when you have the offensive line, all the questions that tackle and everything. But at the same time, Fields does something for your offense that Andy Dalton can't, and he can also help overcome those deficiencies. Give The kid's going to learn when he's in the game. Give him an opportunity to, to do that. Like, he has proven that he can do that. So, I mean, again, we talked about this, Ryan, now Matt Nagy's kind of playing it safe, kind of feels like he's on the hot seat here. He doesn't want to ruin his quarterback. But at the same time, if he's ready, just just, just put him in. I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. Or even the lack of first-team reps all throughout the preseason and training camp. Like none with the starting starting skill players. Yeah. yeah, he got to go with the starting offensive line, which my goodness, Jermaine and Fetty have to get get it together because that was rough. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that yeah. was brutal. But uh-huh. he's the only one who hasn't had starting reps with the skill players, the first team skill players. I don't, I, I don't get it. Yeah, no one gets it. No one gets it. And that that's a rant that's going to continue for uh, weeks on end until we get our way. Uh, and, and you know, another rant that uh, is probably for another day is uh, Rodney Adams that we're seeing as we're recording this in real time that Adams has been waived. So we're going to let that situation play out and formulate our opinions on that for next week. But next week we will share our thoughts on Rodney Adams. That should be good. But coming up next is our fantasy football question of the week. Thanks for sticking around. All right, Alyssa, Cole Komet. All right, the Bears have five tight ends on their roster, or or they used to. Who knows? They might have six or three now. I don't know. It keeps changing, so I'm not even going to look. But the only one I think worth rostering in fantasy is Komet, right? Would have loved to see the team move on from Jimmy Graham, as we've talked about, but uh, that hasn't happened. So we're we're talking deep sleeper here with Cole Komet, obviously, but would you buy or sell him as like a rosterable player in fantasy this year that has a potential to break out? I, I definitely think he does. You know, last year he was, you know, quote unquote, the backup to Jimmy Graham. But this year, I think he's going to take a more prominent role in the offense, you know, especially in the passing game. And, you know, with Komet, he's I, he's developed a nice rapport with Andy Dalton, who, I mean, he's not going to be starting too long. But, you know, tight ends have also been Justin Fields kind of favorite security blanket. So I think that Komet, uh, I would definitely buy him as a sleeper uh, for sure. You could maybe even get him as your tight end too. So um, I, I would definitely go in for commit. My sports betting question of the week for you, Alyssa, comes from the typical sports book and uh, offensive rookie of the year odds. Now, Mac Jones, as we were talking about, vaulted past Justin Fields and past Trey Lance, probably because he's starting week one and we just don't know when these other guys are going to start. Obviously, Trey Lance splitting reps with Jimmy Garoppolo. How long is that going to last? And Justin Fields apparently has to hold the clipboard behind Andy freaking Dalton. Um, So Mac Jones being named the starter moves him to the number two best odds for offensive rookie of the year behind Trevor Lawrence. But Justin Fields is still sitting here at plus 550. So if you're a believer that Justin Fields is actually going to play this year and in short order, you might want to sprinkle a little something on that plus 550, right? That means if you bet 100 bucks, you get 650 back. What do you think, Alyssa? How confident are you that Justin Fields is actually going to play and in short order? I'm very confident, especially when you kind of look at the beginning of the Bears schedule. I mean, Matt Nagy pretty much hinted at, you know, Dalton's performance is going to dictate whenever Fields gets his opportunity. 
Dalton's performance plus wins. The Bears have a difficult stretch there in the beginning. I mean, I don't even know. We could see Fields perhaps as, he, as early as the second half of week one. I mean, I don't think they would put him in there, but you could be looking at week two. Week, I think maybe week four would probably be like closer to the best bet. But I mean, I think we're going to see Fields sooner rather than later. I mean, at this point, it feels like, like I was talking about before, it feels like Nagy just wants to give Dalton a start and be like, there you go. And then when it doesn't work out, you know, just kind of yank him. We saw how short the leash was, was for Trubisky last year. It lasted, what, two and a half games. So, I mean, we'll see what Nagy, Nagy wants to do here. But I think you're going to see Fields in there sooner rather than later. All right, yeah. If I get Fields by week three or week four, I think I would be happy with this bet. I, I like Fields more than Jones, even though Jones is starting week one. I just think... The Patriots wide receiver depth chart is scary. Man, you know, do that on your own time. I don't want to talk about it. It's, it's gonna, it's gonna make me upset. Just, just thinking about it. So, and the tight ends are banged up, and I, I just think they're gonna, they're gonna run the football. It's gonna be kind of boring, even though I'm excited for the season. It's gonna be boring out here in New England watching football. A um, little bit more exciting in Chicago when Justin Fields finally gets in the game. I like Justin Fields at plus five fifty. You know who else I like for offensive rookie of the year? Najee Harris of the Steelers, plus seven fifty. And I think if he could get that old Le'Veon Bell role, because, you know, if he's a good player, Mike Tomlin has a tendency of just like just sticking with one running back, throwing him the football 100 times a game, doing that thing. If Najee Harris becomes that player, I think at plus 750, there's a little something there. There's some value there. But, yeah, I, I think if Justin Fields is going to get in there for Dalton within the first four weeks, I would definitely hammer that Fields number. I, I like it, too. Yeah, the Bears play the Lions in week four. So if they want to really put fields in and like, you know, give him that easy game, yeah, like uh, that would be the perfect spot to do it. It's a great take. It's the, you know, Andy Dalton's the tackling dummy early and then Justin Fields comes in to save the day. It's with the soft landing. That, this is this is what we need. This is <laughs> this is a perfect game plan. Um, I love it. So uh, for Alyssa Barbieri, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us next week. We'll get into uh, week one and we'll start talking about the regular season. I'm here for that. How about you? This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.